Teresa, are your kids and Melissa's kids close, like all of them? Well, they were, and then Antonia, they come like to. Are you gonna blame Antonia for something right now? I'm not late. Don't say her name. Don't even say her name if you're gonna say it in a negative way. Don't say her name. Well, Melania was so hurt that Antonia had to go to her sister's house. Wait, I don't want you guys to fight. Melania said, I celebrated her. I wish she would have celebrated me. She had a cheer competition. She wasn't able to miss because she already missed one. If you miss two, you're off the cheer team. Melissa, your daughter gets done with her competition. She could have made the Sweet 16 hey. for one hour. She would have, but she was like in Pennsylvania. The same way when Gabriella has a soccer tournament, she can't make it to Gino's community. I mean, what oh are you God, saying? Oh my God, you're me. It's always tip for tat. It's not. I have to come back older. with you with facts. I didn't say she was bad. Well, then why are you? Girls, am I saying Antonia's bad? I'm okay. just not going to ever. I'm not you be that aunt. I'm not going to be that aunt. Um, I think I'm, I'm an amazing aunt oh, because yeah, I want to keep the kids close. The Gorgas over here, we just do everything wrong. I never said that. I never well. said that. Said, I was just like, so then you know what? You have in the world. It would help yeah. if I was in your wedding and you showed an example of what closeness is. So you're not helping the situation. Ditto. Maybe it show them what closeness ways. is in a family and then it they would understand it a little better. If I, sh if I felt the love, I would have gave it right back to you. Hello and welcome to Bravo, Bravo, Effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Morning, hunty. Oh, you're wearing another dark shirt, I see. Very pretty. <laughs> Thank you. Because <laughs> you've got dark hair and, I don't know, it's maybe it's the lighting. You look great. Oh, stop. It's the Ozempic. <laughs> it's the Ozempic. Oh, my God. Speaking of, now all these fucking housewives are turning around saying they're taking it for medical reasons. Unless you got the diabetes, bitch, there is no medical reason to take it. What was the reason? What was the reason? Well, it doesn't really make sense. They're all just kind of saying it's like a hormonal thing. It's like, yeah, I get it. Because they're probably on a cocktail of peptides, right? And yes... Mm. Yes, it is true that once you hit menopause, it's very difficult to take excess weight off because of mm -hmm. the pores, right? So I get where they're sort of – they're trying to insinuate, you know, it's unhealthy to carry excess weight, especially at a certain age. So the doctor's like, we can give you a little help with that. But you're not taking it for medical reasons. It's not like – you're on, you know, my 600-pound life where it's do or die, right? It's got – it's nothing like that. It's just just say you're doing it for vanity and it's fine. But now Dolores is saying yeah. she's taking it for medical reasons. The Marge said she's taking oh, it. Oh, but she was so upfront just like a week ago. Oh, honestly, I can't even. Just admit it. I'm taking it because I'm vain and I'm on the fucking TV. No problem, bitch. Yeah. Oh, my God. So much more Vanderpump. Shit, right? Yes. Have you seen it all? Oh, I've seen bits and pieces. Okay. You saw how Ariana made out with that hottie personal trainer at Coachella? Good for her. And she was even there dropping him off at the airport and they had a pash. So these guys must have had a very fun week. I'm so happy for her. Oh, yeah. She's tired. I looked him up on the Insta. He's fucking hot. And he's got way better abs than fucking... Scandival. Remember how Ariana said <laughs> that she'd rather sleep with him on Watch What Happens Live than the other Tom, and she said he's got abs. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, not not Ariana. Who not said Ariana. That? Sorry, fucking that? Rachel. Rachel said that. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, my bad. It's a lie. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, so of course there's all that. Very very happy, and then meanwhile, Scandival goes out with Billy Lee in LA. I was shocked. Were you shocked? Wait, who's Billy Lee? Oh, yeah, you missed a couple of seasons of Vanderpump. So Billy Lee was on the show for a minute. She works at Sir. I don't know if she still does. I don't think so. She did work at Sir. There was some ugly gossip spread by Jax at one year when Scandival and Billy Lee became friends because Billy Lee happens to be trans. So Jax oh. made some disgusting comments about Scandival relating to Billy at the time, which is awful. I'm oh, not well, I look forward to that on my rewatch. I don't want to repeat it because it was just ugly. It was very booger wolf behaviour, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> And it was on an Instagram account, Cece Loves, and Cece Love posted about the story. And Kristen Doty has to comment on the Cece Love post and said, 
about Billy Lee as she cries at Ariana's house days after Ari found out, shake my head emoji. And that was the first comment that Billy Lee fired back at because lots of people were making those kinds of comments and said, yeah, I was crying mm. because they both are my family. It was sad and still is. What were you doing while I was crying? Literally taking selfies with everyone, including Ariana. Like who does that? It felt like a funeral and you were taking selfies, I roll emoji. And then oh. Billy Lee in the same post called Kristen fake and performative and to read the room. So Billy Lee's trying to say I'm friends with both of them. They're both hurt, all this shit, like I'm being there for both of my friends. Ariana says nothing, but she does unfollow Billy Lee. Oh. Of course she's going to unfollow her. She's going to be like anyone who's friends with him is not friends with me right now. I can't do it. Fair enough. I know it's tricky to play that diplomatic person when the scandal is so scandalous. Yes, and when the scandal is such ongoing, selfish, hurtful behaviour, like cheating on a spouse for seven months, don't tell me you don't have to pick sides. You do. Uh Uh-huh. Meanwhile, you know how Rachel is supposed to be at – where's she supposed to be? She's supposed to be in like a – not a detox. Treatment facility. Yes, a treatment facility. Thank you for the English. Well, I don't think she is. I think she is at a place called Miraval <laughs> in Arizona, which is a health resort. That is a little mm. bit different. But didn't they post? Yes. Like Miraval <laughs> spilled the beans on that one? Miraval made a post. I even took photos of these posts because I saw them, I think, on I Live for Bravo as I do on my Instagram. Did you do screenshots or photos? I did screenshots. Oh, thank God. What do you mean? I thought you had got like a second phone and you were taking photos of your phone and I was like, oh, no. Oh, I get you. I get you like Teresa. No, no, no. no. I took screenshots. So the post was, so Kate Jastain did a post too, God love her. She's like, you know that it's our time. These are the best days of our lives. So Tom Sandoval, I think it was a stories because it's not up there anymore or he deleted it. I'm beyond disappointed in at Miraval Resorts, at Miraval, Arizona, and their decision to post to their Instagram account this past weekend, alluding to me staying there this week. They claim to be a refuge for wellness and betterment, but that is obviously false, blah, blah, blah. I planned a trip there completely alone to try and find some peace. Miraval clearly isn't the place for that. He's trying to say he was planning to go there for wellness and to better himself. They're not a treatment facility. It's a fucking day spa. Like, calm your fucking farm. That is poor form on their part, though. You can't be posting when scandalous celebrities come to stay. This was their post. You know that it's our time. These are the best days of our lives with, like, a martini glass emoji. I thought that was fucking hilarious. (laughs) So, yeah, look, it wasn't the best form, but at the same time, they're obviously Team Ariana and don't give a fuck if he stays there or not. (laughs) So I kind of love them for that. Like, they're getting into it. And I'm sorry, he was going there to be with her. She's in Arizona. Could she be at another facility? Yes. Do we think she is? No. Bitch is getting fucking facials and mani-pedis. Like, get fucked. Who's paying Mm. for this? Yeah, I don't know. Or if she did it for sponsorship. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, you're disappointed that you had to back out because Rachel's there. And if you went, you would have looked like a fucking liar when you were on Howie's podcast saying that you weren't together. It's just bullshit. The whole thing's bullshit. Sure is. Oh, did you learn what his code name for Rachel was in his phone? Oh, what was it? He put her in his phone as Jamie. So that if he got a text or a call, it wouldn't come up as her name on his phone. So tell me you're not doing something shady like that. And I'm so bothered because all week this has been plaguing me. I'm so lame or so lum, as my friend would say. I can't get over that he accused Ariana. So I don't know if I told you this. When he was on Howie Mandel, he said something in passing like Ariana turned a blind eye or she trusted me or something. I'm like, it's been bugging me all week. Him saying, like, Ariana turned a blind eye, I'm like, it's he saying that it's her fault that he didn't get busted before he did? Seems like he's passing the buck, yeah. He's victim blaming. Mm. Oh, it's so sick. It makes me sick. He makes me sick. I hate him. But sorry. to paraphrase Oprah, was she blind or was she blinded? What? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's the only pre-show sizzle topics that I've got. Great. 
Well, shall we talk about the jurors? Well, do you know what's funny? What? At the end of the last episode, before I knew what the title of this episode was called, remember how I said to you that a rat and a snitch aren't the same thing? Oh, yeah. I had no idea this whole episode was going to be about the rat and the snitch of it all. And I already looked up what the difference was for you. Oh, thanks. Now, this didn't come from Miriam Webster. It did come from a rapper called 21 Savage, but I totally buy what he's selling me. I trust him. Technically, a rat is a conspirator and a snitch is a co-conspirator. That's technically what they are. But Rapper 21 Savage explains that a snitch is someone minding other folks' business to find info they can sell for a price or trade for some other form of compensation. That's what a snitch is. And then he goes on to say, a rat is a trader, a conceiver, a planner or physical participator. He doesn't sell secrets for power or cash, but he betrays the trust of his team or family, hoping to save his own cowardly ass. The difference is at least a snitch is a human, but a rat is a fucking rat, period. Yeah, I can I can see the difference. And yet these are housewives, not mobsters. And it's not that serious. <laughs> well... I was thinking by his definition, Jennifer's actually the one being the rat because she's creating the conspiracy. <laughs> There's too much talk of rats. I was like, I'd rather watch Ratatouille if I'm going to talk about rats so much. The funny thing is I'm so rodent-phobic. Oh, but, yeah, Jennifer's actually the one being the rat and she's not the one getting the blame for it yet. But I think it'll come. I think that Danielle can't keep her mouth shut and Jennifer's going to cop it at some point. They're all rats. They're all rats. I, what I loved about that conversation was I think it was Dolores who was like, oh, you don't want to be called a rat, so you can call me a cunt, you can call me a motherfucker, but a rat? I draw the line at rat. And I'm like, really? I would think being called the C words a tinge worse, just a smidge. I'd rather be called a cunt than a rat. Oh, my goodness. Even though I'm a total fucking snitch. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm a snitch for sure. I'm a toast snitch, but I can't come up with a conspiracy to save my own ass. I don't have that godfather baggage, so you can call me a rat. I don't care. Yeah, I'm Euro. I so do. I, it was definitely part of the vernacular growing up, and yeah, I get where they're coming from. Oh, my God, I'm such a wog. Sorry to my English friends. It doesn't mean the same thing here. What can I say? We use it all the time, don't we, Nathan? Yeah. Well, you don't. I well, do. not we, but you do. Yeah. <laughs> I do because I look like I just stepped off the boat for sure. I'm short and I'm dark. Like I'm a total hog. But you're not a rat. No, I'm a snitch. So is it your turn my turn? I think it's your turn. How do you remember? I never remember. Well, I just check my notes from last week and if they're in-depth, it was my turn and if ah. they weren't, it was your turn. <laughs> and so I checked and... See, I find if the episode's <laughs> yeah. boring, I want to take more notes because I don't remember what happened. Mm. All right, so Jersey. It is called I Smell a Rat. I love it. We're still at Teresa's Bachelorette in Dublin. This is after the dinner that didn't go so well, Kel Surprise. They're walking to a bar. Fessler totally eats pavement and all the girls are living <laughs> for it. They get there. It's time for shots, 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 which I just think that's a bad sign, but I'm loving watching it. Then they decide to do a drinking contest with Guinness. Oh, yuck. I know. Look, I don't mind Guinness, but I don't know if I could chug a Guinness. And I think that Evan's wife set that up. I think it was her idea and she did a survivor move and tried to make it someone else's idea because we know that she can chug mm. a beer. She's done it before. All that horrible, like, beer foam on her mouth, though, Ew. was so stomach churning. And I saw someone post on Twitter being like, that's a site Evan's never seen because, you know, she doesn't give BJs. Oh, my God, I never thought of that. I love that. Who is that person? I'm obsessed with them. You need to repost. I've lost it. I can't find it. But I'll look. I'll That's look for it. That's everything because when I saw that fuzz on her face, it just grossed me out and now I know why because it was never meant to be there in the first place. It grossed me out too. And when Jen was chugging the Guinness and it was going all – Jen Fessler and it was going all over her, that white shirt. I know. I was like, you can – you can be a bit neater. She was so desperate to show that she could do it too that she was willing to go like through that knowing that she couldn't actually chug it. Look, give Evan's wife her moment. It's like as soon as someone does something that everyone's into, someone else has to jump on the bandwagon to take the attention. They're just spotlight whores, mate. They certainly are. So are you realising that Jen Fessler's desperate? 
Yeah, they're all desperate, mate. They're all desperate. God. Yes. I have a little theory that they weren't chugging full Guinness. They were chugging Guinness mixed with like black currant juice or something. Because I know when I went to Dublin, that's how they served it to me. Because they were like, this oh. little Australian boy doesn't want no Guinness. And when I said that's what they served me, it's because I ordered it that way. But yeah. Okay, so they put half Guinness and half black currant juice. I reckon, yeah. Was it? I don't reckon that was a full guinea. You can't, you can't chug a full gin. It did look more liquid than I recall. Yeah. But I, I didn't have Guinness in Ireland. I had it in uh, Liverpool, so maybe it's different. Who knows? Who knows? But, yeah, I wouldn't be doing that. If I did that, I would have puked down my front. Like, I would have looked worse than Fessler. I did enjoy that Teresa decided to um, even out the beer stains on her top by pouring one right on her. I like that. Makes sense. Yeah. And then Fessler does it right back to Teresa and gets it in a cheap weave. And you could totally tell how mad at her hair was from the beer after that. Loved that. Yeah. I thought that was really brave to toss a drink at Teresa. And Teresa sort of, maybe she is living that namaste life because she didn't lose it. Well, how could she lose it? She just did it all down Fessler's breastage. It's Teresa. She could have found a way to spin it. (laughs) She could have found a way to blame everyone else as she does in about 20 minutes in the episode. So they all decide it's time to go. Danielle's like party after party. And I'm thinking it's an hour drive. There's not going to be an after party. And sure enough, 30 minutes later, they're asleep on the fucking bus. God bless them. I know. I kind of wish it was a shorter commute because then we would have had some fun after party scenes. But then I'm also thinking maybe they plan this. So that they would have a nap in the car and it would ruin the momentum and they wouldn't ruin the castle. I'm impressed they all were napping and didn't start to vomit on the bumpy bus ride back. So that must be one yeah. Cadillac of buses to have a smooth enough ride that Jennifer wasn't going to puke after the... Like mixing shots and cocktails with Guinness, I would have puked the whole way back. Oh, yeah. I would have filled oh, yeah. all the bath bags. Ugh, I'm just... I'm queasy just thinking about it. So anyway, the next morning... This is, I'm going to tell you, this was my rose for the episode when we can hear the cows and the birds and all that nature and farm life. I was living in that moment. I wanted it to last the whole episode. See, I wouldn't have wanted to go out drinking. I would have wanted to go for a massive walk on the property the next morning. Oh, so you'd rather hear from the cows than the rats. Correct. I'm definitely a fan of cows. Anyway, they're all too hungover to enjoy that. Melissa tells us that she took the pictures off the walls because they were staring at her. I mean. This fucking bitch. I thought we were getting like fish room 2.0 with you when you take stuff off the walls. It always ends badly. She's trying to make this her storyline. It's never going to happen. Margie's (sighs) wearing an endorsed shirt. I'm just, she's a queen and I bow down. She got that shit done so quick. I know, but, and I enjoyed it when I first saw it, but then I thought about it Mm. and I was like, okay, saying you have endorsements doesn't mean that you are endorsed. It means that you're the one doing the endorsing. So it doesn't make sense. I get it. She doesn't need to make grammatical sense. We're in Jersey. Calm down, (laughs) Nathan. The fact that she spell endorsed right, we're definitely 10 points up. (laughs) Melissa starts shit at the breakfast table. And brings up Danielle talking about Fuda at Envy and says she called you a rat. So there's that shit show that Melissa brings. I mean, why did Melissa have to do that? Yeah. I blame Melissa. She started it. Yeah. She did, don't you think? She just rando brings it up when Rachel's saying that her and Danielle were getting along the night before. And I also find it was interesting that Rachel really wasn't involved in this conversation at all. Like as soon as she started to speak, sort of Margaret took over Mm. or she let Margaret take all the bullets. I would have. And Rachel's just still there sitting pretty. Well, she didn't start it. Melissa started it. So Melissa yeah. brought it up. You don't have to tell Fuda that Danielle called her a rat. And was she doing her a favour by doing it at the breakfast table so that everyone could get involved and so that Rachel wouldn't have to have a one-on-one fight? Or was she doing her a disservice by bringing it up? I don't know, actually. Uh, yeah. I guess I don't care either. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, you're right, Marge totally took over us. And I, I kind of get why Marge took over because at the end of the day she's like, let's bring it back to reality, Danielle. It's not about Rachel telling me what you said. It's about the fact that you said it. So that's kind of, I think, why Marge got involved. No? Yeah, I'm just sick of this Marge. I've got to tell you, I'm I'm really sick of her. Why? Yeah. Explain. She's very reactive this season. She's not really brought anything to the table. Mm. 
she's just been yelling at everybody and calling everyone stupid. Like, which is, I mean, they are, mm. but she's stupid too. I was so annoyed when she went on that little thing making fun of Melissa about Gotham City and she's like, Gotham City's in New York. And I was like, first of all, it's fictional. Second of all, it's actually in New Jersey. So you're calling someone stupid while also sounding stupid. And then you've got endorsed on your shirts. You're stupid. As you were saying that, I was thinking of Karen and Giselle who kind of do the same thing where they don't have storylines. Their storyline is reacting to others. Oh, that's true. But they're funny about it. And I think this comes back to that thing that I said where if you're funny, you get away with it. And I think Marge is being less funny and being more mean this season. And maybe that's why you're not enjoying her. I think that might be it. And it's like, well, I'd prefer if she's actively pushing someone in the pool because that's fun to watch. That's interesting. But then if you're just talking about an arsenal for six weeks, like that's wearing me down. Yeah, agreed. I think so. She needs to be funnier. Like when she called Teresa and Jennifer dumb and dumber, I don't know if she said it before or if it never occurred to me before, but I definitely laughed out loud when she said that. I love that nickname for them. (laughs) They need to be that for Halloween. So good. It's perfect. But yeah, I see. I still love the Marge. She's still my favourite on this show. I mean, I love her and Dolores for different reasons and I would definitely like want to... I definitely would pick Dolores to like be on my team, but I would probably prefer to have lunch with the Marge because she would just tell me everything about everyone. I love it. Exactly. <laughs> but then she'll, if someone says she does that, she'd be like, I don't do that. I want to be friends with the Marge. I think she'd be a lot of fun. No? Yeah. You're over her? Nah, anyway. I'm over her. So uh, Danielle comes in after all that, like as soon as Melissa tells Rachel that she called her a rat. And she starts wanting to ask about the blood pudding and what's this because obviously it looks like a sausage so she wants to eat it. I mean, God bless, who doesn't? And Uh Rachel chimes in and said, I heard it's rat's blood. So Danielle obviously knows what she's talking about and tries to push the narrative. We were conversating. It was coffee talk, coffee talk. And... Rachel's just like, well, you did the same thing when you shared what Teresa and Jen said about Marge, which is so true. Yeah, they all talk shit. I just don't know why Danielle doesn't own the fact that she did the exact same thing that she's accusing Rachel of. Mm-hmm. And Marge is all pissed off because she was nice to Danielle, including getting her creative team to recreate better logos for her bougie kids business, which is a little strange when Danielle is not making her own opinion of Marge when Marge is being generous to her and she barely knows her. What are your thoughts on that? I was sort of like, why are you, why are you designing logos for something that I never asked you? Like, did she ask for help? I didn't get the impression that she did, but we saw that never before seen flashy and Danielle seemed very happy. So I wonder if it was the kind of thing where they had a conversation and she's like, I can help you out. And Danielle went, you don't have to do that. And then Marge just went and did it. Well, that's nice then. If you're just like, oh, I noticed that your business is shit and your logo's shit, so here's a logo I've designed, I'd be like, what? I just think if you're going to have a business name called Bougie Kids, why would you spell kids with a Z? Do I know it's the opposite of bougie. It's a little Paramus mall. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. I mean, bougie is a, is a little Paramus in terms of the word I since found out. I used to, As I said to you, I used to use the word all the time, but apparently bougie is new money, not actually classy and rich. It's rich, not wealthy, maybe. I don't know. That's the impression I'm getting. So as you said, the Marge takes over and she starts fighting with Danielle. Danielle desperately wants to share what she knows about Marge from Laura. Oh, desperately. Oh, so desperate to tell her about her arsenal. Marge is not getting over the arsenal talk because obviously that's the thing that she can hang her resentment on. And at the end of the day... You can't call someone a rat, Danielle, when you're doing the same thing. I'm sorry, you can't. So everyone's pissed off, but they still have to go shopping and have lunch. So, yeah, we all have that to look forward to. But in the meantime, on the bus ride on the way to lunch, so much stuff is happening on this Mm. bus ride because it takes a fucking hour to get anywhere. They're talking about which spouse is the jealous type. Fessler admits that her husband cheated on her. And we get a picture of the two of them together. Mm -hmm. And my thought was... Who the fuck did this guy cheat with? Was it Ursula, Mrs. Quasimodo? <laughs> like, come on. Who's cheating with this guy? No offence, Fessler. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts, Nathan? I didn't think that. Honestly, the photo just popped up and I went, okay. <laughs> wow. 
Do you want to cheat with Mr. Fessler? No, but I think it's not just about looks, who you sleep with. Well, he must have one massive dick because... Or it's bank account, it's power, it's charm, who knows? He must be one charming motherfucker. That's all I'm saying. He could have paid for it. Like, he, oh. he could have cheated on her with a sex worker. We don't know. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm being a judgy bitch, but I just looked at him and I just went, wow. Okay. Maybe I, I just thought production was being shady and, and picked a really ugly it was photo. A bad photo. It's a bad fucking photo. Hey, that's what I thought. I thought they were doing him dirty and picked a bad, bad photo. But anyway. Maybe. Well, like, he doesn't hold a candle to James Gandolfini. Uh, so no, he what's... doesn't. No, he doesn't at all. He's fighting a losing battle, the poor guy. Absolutely. And um, Dolores and Marge share their story. Teresa shares her story and Fuda asks Teresa if her kids and Melissa's kids are close. Here we go. And Teresa says they used to be, they're not anymore, and it's basically Antonia's fault. No, she didn't really get to say anything. She said, oh, they used to be Antonia, and then she got cut off. And it's like, yeah, I know you're not meant to bring kids into this. She was asked about the kids. She said one word and she got cut off and Melissa filled in those blanks that She probably was going to say anyway, but she hadn't said it at that point. Well, she absolutely was going to say it because she said it in confessional. And what I found was very telling was Teresa's Freudian slip in confessional. Did you clock that? What was it? She did say to Melissa, I came to celebrate her, i.e. Antonia. Why can't she celebrate me? She didn't say, why can't she celebrate Melania? Melania, She said, why can't she celebrate me? Mic drop, Mm -hmm. can we pause for that and let the issue sink in that this is Melissa's problem. Teresa wants to use Antonia to get at Melissa because she's hurt at Melissa. It's got nothing to do with the fucking kids. That's why Melissa's done. When Melissa said, it's all Joe's fault, it's all my fault, and now you're going to use Antonia, fuck you. You're not bringing my kids into it because we know it's got nothing to do with the kids. But but Jen Fuda asked about the kids. She did. Are the cousins close? And then it's like, how can she answer that without being in trouble? Just like Melissa said to Marge how she would have answered. They love each other very much. The end. I mean, yeah, in a perfect world she should have said that. But I don't like (laughs) how Melissa plays the victim in this and she's just so hypocritical being like, you be that aunt, I'm not going to be that aunt. And yet she talks shit on the podcast and yet... She is that aunt. Oh, I didn't think of it like that. She talks shit on the podcast. Okay. Yeah. And it's just like we've seen this season she's pushing the narrative, being like, oh, I'm not going to do it in front of the kids, not going to do it in front of the kids. Then she's teaching Antonia how to drive that huge fucking car <laughs> and they're talking about it. And it's just like, well, I see that you're trying to manipulate us, but you're doing the exact same thing, just less egregious than Teresa, which, right. I mean, does that make you a saint? No, no, it just makes you less of a bitch than Teresa. Yeah, okay. Okay, I'm I, I'm trying to pick up what you're saying because that was not my initial take. My initial take was that Melissa had the high ground in this, but you're saying, no, she doesn't. She's just doing it on this show in front of Teresa's face to look like she has the moral high ground when she actually does Of course. Okay. She okay. says it would help if I was in your wedding and it's like scratch back to – Three episodes ago where you said, no, I don't want to be in your wedding. You were asked eventually. I agree with that. I do agree with that. Yes. As much as Teresa plays the victim, so does she. Yeah, you're right. When they say what they want the other person to do, i.e. Melissa's like, be the example of closeness that you want your kids to mimic, i.e. you didn't have me in the wedding. It's like, yes, Teresa didn't ask you and you see that as hurtful, but she did eventually ask you, and no, it wasn't in a perfect world in a perfect way, but you've got to let people make up for it if they try. It doesn't always have to be perfect. The road to love is messy. Yeah, and meanwhile you've got Joe Gorger at the baseball game telling Joey to hide with him in the bathroom so they don't have to go and see Teresa and Louie. Like, don't tell me kids aren't brought into it on both sides. Yeah, you're right. But the way she's trying to spin that narrative and then Evan's wife's trying to spin it too when they're all talking about yeah. the incident on the bus and she's like, all I did was say Gia's name and Teresa went apeshit. And it's like, well, no, you said she did coke. Yeah. Like, can we not, can we not stop taking crazy pills, yeah, please? Yeah, I agree. Evan's wife could shut up about that. That was not the same thing. 
Evan's wife's an idiot. And so all this bus stuff, though, yeah. I found it so distracting. I was enjoying the fight. And then the charger cable that Dolores was charging a phone with was just dangling in front of her face and blocking the camera shot the whole time. I was like, can a producer radio in and say, "Take uh, stop charging your phone, please, Dolores? Well, she probably had to get ready for, you know, a scene to talk to her live-in boyfriend. How did I miss that? Oh, yeah. How did we, like, every scene that she is in at quote-unquote home this season has been at Paulie's house and I never joined the dots that her and Paulie moved in together. What's wrong with me? Me neither. She, well, she sort of snuck it in there, right? She did sneak it in there. I kind of love her for that. I thought, you know, it was a little, it was a little something, kind of made me excited a little bit so I didn't have to talk about fucking analogies and Teresa and all that shit on the fight on the bus. Oh, I'm over that. I know Melissa's saying she's done, but I'm done. And I did actually even write in my notes that they're both being brats after Melissa brought up that I'm not in your wedding bullshit. That's old, yes. Melissa. Honestly, find another analogy. Yeah, and it's really hard this season because you have them fighting about, like, literal relationships yeah. being torn apart, families being torn apart, and then bitch over there is worried about being called a rat and being called an arsenal and a bad friend, and it's like it doesn't really compare. Yeah. And I don't think either of the storylines are really sticking for me. As much as I always want all the women together, I feel like I want some decent in-depth scenes, not little two-second scenes, of the little groups in this circle where they actually get along and do something fun. Does that mm. make sense? Like We've got a lot of shade. I need some light. And one fucking beer-chugging contest is in the whole season where they're all actually getting along. It's just not enough. Maybe we need the ha- more house husbands on Jersey and but to see honestly, the getting along. <laughs> I want to see the house husbands right now because this is <laughs> this cast are not gelling in. I just I don't know. It's almost like the the cast is just there's there's not enough chemistry or something. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I can see that. Just something about them that like I don't mind Fooder on the show at all. I don't mind Danielle on the show at all. I don't mind any of the other people on the show, but there's just something about it. It's off. I don't know. Yeah, it feels a little bit off. You're right. Still enjoying watching it, but like... Mm. I enjoy watching even the shit seasons of all the shows. Oh, except for that last season of New York. I did not enjoy watching that. I know, but now I miss New York so much. Speaking of, so now they're going to do a New York Ultimate Girls trip with the original cast. Well, that I'll love. Oh, I'm so going to eat that shit up. I think it's going to be enough too. Like I'm sure I'm sure they're not going to say it's enough because they're not going to be getting paid as much as they would for a full season, but I think it will be enough of it for me. Like I will love it mm. and I'll be like, oh, my God, that was delicious. They need to do this every year with this cast. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. So these bitches go shopping and they do kind of split up a little bit. Teresa fucking buys a pineapple piece of... Oh my God, visual jewelry and asks how much how much is 80 euros in english yeah that that's what i was trying to get out <laughs> what what a fucking idiot how much is 80 euros in english i mean there's so much wrong with that sentence Fessler's <laughs> face was perfection as her reaction into that she was confused and offended at the same time it was perfection Good yeah, Lord. there's so many levels that you'd have to correct her on that and that's what makes it such like a genius line. I mean. <laughs> it's so stupid. You Like chat GPT couldn't have come up with that. It's so dumb. I know. What What did you think of the Marge's $3,000 necklace? I didn't have any thoughts. I mean, okay, so it's 3000 Australian. The Australian dollar's not doing so well. In US dollars, it was about two grand. So it was $2,000 in English, as Teresa would say. <laughs> That was a lot of money for that. It did go well with her was dress. Was it ugly? My first thought was, oh, that's that's ugly. But then the next morning she was wearing it with the dress that she wore and it very much went together and I totally was like, okay, I get it now. It goes with your look and it was nice. I her liked aesthetic. it. Yeah. But, you know, you can still put a necklace on a rat and it's still a rat. That's true. But she was a well-dressed rat. So there you go. <laughs> She's a bougie rat. They, yeah, exactly. She's a bougie rat. For sure. That's exactly right. So they have lunch and this is where I was very confused about the goblins and the Dublin and the Gotham City. I didn't understand where the yeah. goblins came into it. So I just, I didn't rewind it. I didn't care. 
I think she was thinking leprechauns. She's an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> Which yeah. I know I said I made fu- I I called out Margaret for being mean, but yeah. <laughs> she is an idiot. <laughs> yeah, she's right. Melissa is an idiot. She's just her kind of idiot. So they talk about Dolores and Paulie. That's when we find out that Dolores actually moved in with Paulie. And they talk about Teresa's wedding. As soon as they start talking about Teresa's wedding, Melissa's like, let's go, I want a nap, which I'm totally fine mm. with. And then she does say in confessional that they have been fighting for almost two decades. There's some perspective. Right. <laughs> two decades. Give it up. Turn it loose. I'd rather see full-fledged war. I'd rather see the Joes go at it and Gorga's hairspray dye all over Judice's clothes. Exactly. It's this tightrope walk of like not wanting to ruin the relationship but clearly not liking each other but getting digs in. We've done that. It's been done. Let's see war. We've loved it but we're done. Yeah. It's foreplay and I'm over the foreplay. Yeah, stick it in. As much as Melissa says she's done – The first thing she does when she's back at the castle is call Joe and tell him all about it. Now, I thought Joe was going to get activated. That will come. That will be reunion. It'll It'll come. come. Melissa drops, starts dropping the let's not go to the wedding thing at this point. And he says, you know, she's doing this on purpose so that we don't go to the wedding so that we look bad. And I'm like, your sister's not that smart. No, but it's interesting that they think that way. Yes. He was like 100% that's what it is. It's like, mate, she's not that calculated. Yeah. She just doesn't like you and she doesn't trust you, period. And she's just very self-centred. Her wedding's about her. It's not about who she invites. I mean, her daughter's sweet 16 was about her. Of course her wedding's about her. Everything's about her. Everything's about her. So they still have to go to dinner. Fessler's got her girls out and she feels naked. And then they all start talking about what their boobs look like pre-boob job. Then they start talking about the rat of it all again. Rachel and Danielle start yelling at each other. Marge and Jennifer start yelling at each other. And that's when Jennifer makes me giggle when she does an impression of Marge and says, do you see how duplicitous you are? You're duplicitous. Do you even know what that means? I got a word for you. You're a booger wolf. And I did look it up. It is in the Urban Dictionary. So there you go. The Urban Dictionary, not the real dictionary. No, there was no Merriam-Webster in that. And that's when Dolores says, we're not having dessert because I don't want to give you guys time to fight again. Get up, we're leaving. I loved her for that. Yeah. What do you think of this booger wolf thing? Like it sort of felt coffee psychic-ish to me that Jen was just trying something and it didn't work. It didn't land because no one knew what the word meant. And it's not a real word. It's an Urban Dictionary word. So, yeah, that fell flat. But we're all going to be using it. It's going to be a meme. Oh, now it's part of the lexicon. Yeah. 100%. So I think it will be a thing, but obviously not at that dinner table. Mm, she's on the forefront. She's on the fore. And next time we've got roosters jumping in mud Melissa crying when she draws some stick figures of Teresa's life that are so bad she has to explain it. And Danielle and Marge go at it hard in the castle and Marge makes Danielle cry. See, I'm looking forward to all of that. Good. You know, I'm starting to think Mm. they booked this castle that's an hour out of Dublin just to trap them on the bus and have fun bus footage. And because on a bus, Danielle can't walk away. Yeah. So if we get more bus scenes, I'll be happy. Well, the shit goes down on the bus. It goes down on the bus. And I loved the bus at Salt Lake City. I loved two of the bus rides. I was sick of it after a while. I think um, all the bus work on Dallas was really bad. Yes. Oh, yeah. Brandy was always whipping out a dildo or something. It was always a bit like, ugh. But yeah. every now and then, trap them on a bus and we get good content. Yeah, true. So, yeah, that was the episode. Things happened, but there was a lot of fluff in between. And for me, I would have preferred the fluff to be the rolling hills and I didn't get much of that. And maybe that's why I'm not as into the bus work because we're not getting castle time, we're getting bus time. It's like, why spend all that money to stay at a castle if you're going to spend your whole day on the fucking bus? And we've seen nothing of Dublin. We've gone to a couple of restaurants and a couple of pubs and that's it. And a couple of trinkety jewellery stores. Yeah. It's not like we went into the Hermes or the De Beers or something where we're in a knick-knack store paying two grand for a fucking necklace. Like, yeah. the shit people buy when they're on Vacanza, honestly. 
Oh, that's a great segue to Thailand because they'll, they'll buy some shit. Marge spends two grand on a necklace and Jennifer's like, yeah, I got stuff. I got chocolate. I love her. I love her for that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, we need Jennifer because she's the only one making me laugh, quite frankly. Same. Do you want to talk about Ultimate Girls Trip episode six? Yeah, let's. I don't even know what the episode's called. Tantric tantrums. Tantric tantrums. The only thing I want to talk about in this episode is Leah Bye. Portia Bye. <laughs> I'm sorry, Leah Bye was so funny with her fucking sunnies on. That was gold. Loved it. For me, it it was really quite lame. Like I thought it was as as far as exchanges go in the housewives history mm. like Porsche by Leah by Porsche by Leah by it's like oh <laughs> there's, there's no shade there well Porsche did say you're trying to create a moment and earn your own check I loved that well yeah and I think she was correct yeah oh 100% I have a, a request to yes. the producers of the girls trip and all housewife shows in general, I guess, but can we start doing like medicals like they do on Survivor before they let someone on the island? Because clearly half these girls were sick before getting there. And it's like, well, let's have let's have Karen from Potomac on standby. Yes. So if Leah's sick, we can just ship her in. Because this sick Leah, poor oh. Leah, it's not fun to watch someone have diarrhea on camera. No. Unless it's <laughs> the New York girls, <laughs> Ramona on the carpet. It's really not. She was so lum. So, so lame. I can't. Leah, bye. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) Just go home. I know. Um, And can we talk about Pepsi? Okay. Yes. I know everybody loves Pepsi. I knew you were going to say this. I felt bad for him last week. This week, maybe Giselle's right. He's not built for this TV format. And maybe he is a bit of a creep. He was a little creepola, wasn't he? Well, just when he called the oysters vaginas, it's like, oh. and I know he's planning things, but it's like, he doesn't understand that we, the viewer, actually want shit to go wrong and see them fight. We don't actually want them to have a nice temple visit. <laughs> I don't want them to enjoy Muay Thai boxing in the morning. It's like, no, I want them to fight each other. <laughs> like <laughs> Pepsi, like, I, I get what you're trying to do here. But, and also like, there's the whole thing, out there that he doesn't actually work there. He's what? been hired for this show. He was a plant. To be the custodian of the villa. Yeah. So he's not actually, he doesn't normally do this for a living? He might have a day job where he does something similar, but I don't think he's attached to this property. If he normally runs places like this, because he may work for a company where they have multiple properties and they've gotten him to come to this one to do this. That doesn't bother me. Are you bothered by this? I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure, but I'm just like, I think you're doing too much. I think he's acting like a guest a little too much. Like, don't be flirting. Actually, that's not true because if he was fucking hot, we'd love him to flirt with the guests. Oh, well, we saw that on the other girls' That's trips. what I mean, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, I don't know. He just got a little cringy for me. I know I thought Nathan's going to hate this. When he gets cringy. I know. And I feel bad saying it because it feels like I don't I don't want to be anti the locals like of Thailand. I don't want to be anti, you know, it's good to see Thai people on TV, of course, but I don't think that's your issue. I think your issue is just he's a gentleman of a certain age and he's just getting a bit too sexual with the verbiage with the guests. Well, yeah, the oysters thing creeped me out. Yeah. But it's like you're not the star of this show. Yes. Even though we called you the star of the show a few episodes ago, but you're not. It's like Heather. When Heather wasn't trying to be the star of the show, she was the star of her show. But as soon as she was like, I'm the number one guy of the group, then everyone's like, no, you come last now. Tall poppy syndrome, Mm. mate. That's what we all got. That's what it is. And for... Like American listeners, that's a big like Australian culture thing. As soon as someone thinks they're too big for their britches, we we turn on them. And so that's what you're probably hearing right now. It is cultural with us. As soon as you're the number one guy in the group, we kick you to the curb. I think that's happened to poor Pepsi. We love an underdog and Pepsi stopped being the underdog. So now we don't love him. That could be. And next week I might be back to loving him. You know, I reserve the right to change my mind week to week. Yeah. If he's stuck like picking up someone's dirty underwear, then all of a sudden he's our favourite again. Because we're like, how dare you? How dare you do that to Pepsi? I mean, making him cry was a bit, was sad, but. That was the whole bottle thing. And you know what made me more annoyed Mm. about Giselle from last week? She carried on and on and on and on about this fucking tequila bottle. Yeah. And yet this episode had seemingly dropped. 
And it's like, okay, well, if you don't care that much, why was there such a big display yesterday? I don't know. I think Marisol's definitely my favourite of this Ultimate Girls trip with her little, just the little shit she says when she doesn't try to be funny. Like this episode when she turned around and went, bro, I'm going to swim with the Mormons. I loved her for that. (laughs) I'm going to go swim with the Mormons. I just love her. I love her so much. She's definitely my rose of a lot of the episodes. Obviously, and Porsche. Yeah, I agree. Porsche's the queen of the episodes. She can't do any wrong as far as I'm concerned. She's the best. Well, I still don't like the KFC. I think this whole thing's an ad for KFC and I think it needs to stop. It's feeling like sponsored content. Yeah, I, I don't know. know if Porsche lined up a, a deal before coming onto this show, but yeah, I don't like that. Who is it? One of the ladies does have a deal with KFC, but I don't know. I think it might be Candy. <sighs> I think Candy might have got a deal with KFC not long ago. But anyway, what do you think of Heather feeling so happy that she decided to drop her towel in the confessional room? Do you think that that was fair? Fair to whom? Just everyone. Like you're sitting in a room (laughs) about to give a confessional and all of a sudden someone is 100% naked. I don't know. I'd just be like, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> I quite like the drunken confessionals we've started getting. Like yeah. That's what I like about Girls Trip, the big group drunken confessionals. Yeah. Not so much maybe the flashing, but <laughs> I'm enjoying a lighter vibe. I don't want to talk about Black Eyes and Chris. Uh, so Yeah, you're right. I'd rather, I'd rather see Heather's butt than have her talk about the black eye. Yeah, I'd rather see a butt, her brown eye than a black eye. That's true. <laughs> of the day, Nathan. I think it's just when they're in a confined space like that, like when they're all like outside hanging by the pool and someone gets naked jumping in the pool, I love it. But when you're in a confined Mm. space like that, that's the size of like a Mini Cooper, I don't think it's fair to take all your clothes off. If someone wants to leave, they can't exactly get out straight away. Like it's like forcing someone to be around your nudity, whereas if you're outside, they can just quickly whip away. You know what I mean? I don't know. It just, it bothered me. Yeah, it's frowned upon. Mm -hmm. It's just to me, I'm like, is that OH&S? Like, I don't know. It bothered me that it was. I get it. Consent wasn't secured. This is what I'm saying. You're forced to be in amongst it. That took me a while to get out. Jesus. So, yeah, what else? Giselle trying to explain tantric to Pepsi before 9am. I did like that. That's too early. Too early for tantric. And I think we need to stop with the tantric foods. Enough, Whitney. Sex and food, I've said it before, I draw the line. So I don't know Mm -hmm. if Whitney and I could be friends. But what do you think about the word at the temple? When they all kind of got their, was it their futures read? Oh. I don't know how it works. Porsche's going to have trouble with a lesbian or is a lesbian. Porsche's going to have a problem with a lesbian. I just, I don't know what to say to that. I think it's probably going to come true. Like, I think, I think Porsche's going to have a problem with a lot of people. Well, that's true. Yeah, you're right. What are the, I mean, what are the odds that one of the people she has a problem with happens to be a lesbian? You're right. It's not, it's not really insightful, is it? I'm sure lesbian wasn't the actual word he was looking for. He was probably thinking for thespian or vegetarian or <laughs> Armenian. I don't know. Not <laughs> vegan. Not, it's probably not actually a lesbian. He seemed very convinced that it was going to be a lesbian. I mean, what an odd statement. You're going to have a so problem odd. with a lesbian. Just odd. I <laughs> loved it though. Yeah. It was so random. I loved their reactions to it. I just don't think that. They were very insightful because they seemed like insightful statements and then they were like, yeah, okay, that's you could get that off the Google. Like, as you said, Portia has problems with lots of people. Candace is uh-huh. alone in the ocean and she's a fighter. I'm like, did those monks watch the show? Because that makes perfect I sense know. if you've watched the show. She fights it with does. everyone. And yeah. Giselle has a husband slash boyfriend in her future that's always broke. Well, her ex-husband, doesn't he owe a lot of money and back taxes? Again, are you Googling these women? Uh, Yes. Or it's just the producers have just done it. Oh, the producers just fed them the lines. Uh, I didn't think of that. Oh, that doesn't make it as fun. Well, do you think the monks are actually watching, like they're watching the back catalogue of Real Housewives of Potomac? Maybe their PR is. I don't know, because someone is. <laughs> someone is <laughs> feeding them these lines and it never occurred to me that it was probably just the producers. Thanks for taking the fun out of it, Nathan. <laughs> Let's move on to the tantric dinner. Why? What because if- Portia asked who's Alexia. Oh, that killed me. 
That killed me. Who's Alexia? I loved that. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh. And is Heather trying to make like herself again be like the topic of conversation when she wants to say that she's scared of Big D? Like, fuck off. I'm scared of Big D. Really? Who's scared of Big well, D? Are you scared of Big D? How big are we talking? Yeah, I know. We need a we need a chart here yeah, to figure out do. what she's talking about. I'd rather talk about Marisol imitating her mother when she was saying, we are refugees. I loved that. Loved it. Yeah, Marisol brings good light to this show. You're she right. She brings a lot of light. But, I mean, I did – the only – I want to say the only note about KFC that I wrote that was positive was when Whitney was eating Porsche's KFC – and then I felt it was a bit of a setup when she got onto the pool floaty lounge and then fell in the water. I thought she set that up with producers, though. I think so, too, because she had that huge moment where she spilt the cake. Like, mm. she, picked, she dropped the cake twice oh, and that was, that was so, so funny and we all enjoyed it. And I felt like she was trying to recapture that. Yeah. But I did enjoy when she was looking for food in the kitchen and she couldn't find it. And then she sees the, the <laughs> chicken on the counter. She's like, I don't know how I missed that. <laughs> I like the fact that you know that Porsche's going to have the shits because Whitney, like when you're drunk and you're like pouring at food, it's again, I don't mean to bring another Survivor reference, I clearly miss Survivor, the one where they have to go to like all the, the cake stuff and then they're looking for idols and shit and they're mauling all the food and they're only allowed to go one oh, at yeah, a time. Love yeah, I love that one. And you know that KFC is just going to look like it had been thrown Mangled. in. It had been thrown in the trash and eaten by the wild cats and then put back on the kitchen bench. It's what it's going to look like. I'm up for that scene. I hope Portia doesn't get fake mad like Giselle with the tequila. Well, clearly KFC is just down the road, so just send Pepsi out to get another bucket. I'm wondering, is this KFC just leftover craft services? That's what I was thinking too. Is this for the crew? I think it's a crew food. And she saw the crew eating KFC and was like, why can't I get KFC? And I think that's why she's obsessed with the KFC because she don't get to eat it and the crew are eating it in front of her. Yeah, I don't, I don't get this KFC obsession. The fact that she's always like getting this big bucket brought in before they go on a dinner. And I'm like, you're in Thailand. Have a pad thai. Well, because they're fighting at dinner and they never get to eat. So she's like <laughs> getting back on the bus and seeing the crew like hanging near the Sir Dump eating their KFC and she's fucking jealous. She just wants some motherfucking carbs. Like, I'm sorry, don't mean to go back to Jersey, but when they were having lunch and they were all ordering a fucking salad and a small pizza to share, it's like, you're in Ireland. And you know what? Dolores saying, let's go before we can have dessert so we can stop fighting. It's like, fuck off. No, I want dessert. Yeah, not everyone's on a Zempic, Dolores. Yes, some of us want the cheesecake, Dolores. Some of us want the bangers and mash, Dolores. Like, mm, no one's eating yeah. anything with gravy on it. Oh, now I'm going to have to have gravy today. Well, have you got any sizzle topics? <laughs> You're so Should bored. Everyone, Nathan is <laughs> so bored. He can't pretend these Housewives episodes have been good. I've enjoyed watching them, but, I mean, we just took, we just did a tight five on KFC. What else is there to talk about? <laughs> oh, did you enjoy the winner of RuPaul this season? I did. I did. I mean, I thought she won the moment she walked into the workroom. You reckon? So. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought she was really good all season. She was regal. She was definitely a level up, wasn't she? Especially yeah. when she performed. So good. Yeah. Did you vote for so her? So good. I don't vote. You don't hashtag? No, that, that doesn't mean anything. Doesn't I hashtagged Anitra. I wanted her to have another vote. Bitch can nice perform. And, I mean, yeah. she's a good-looking boy with a big nose. You know what they say about that. I had to give her my points. Hello. Yeah, I just – I thought Anitra was hot. And bitch could dance something fierce. Oh, so good. So good. Love a great dancer. So, all right, sizzles. Carl Richards is trying to get attention by reminding everyone that she and Lisa Rinna still don't speak. I mean, who cares, Kyle? Great. Goodbye, Kyle. Oh, wait, where is that on the soundboard? Goodbye, Kyle. <laughs> Love a goodbye. It's like I'm not. I'm not shocked. She's not on the show anymore. So of course you've dropped her. Yeah, and you're just gonna pretend it's because you're trying to get back in good with your sister, which is bullshit. No. Oh, Kelly Dodd is calling Heather Debro a man. I mean, oh, I don't like that. No, the woman has a trans child, and you're making transphobic comments about her. Again, Kelly Dodd just wants a, an article written about her, and so I'm not going to read it. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Traumatic. Tamara's daughter sends her a text message while she's at school saying I'm on lockdown because someone's coming to the school with a gun. Fuck. How crazy. crazy is that? 
I don't know why Tam was posting, like doing a live about it, but I get it. You don't know what to do with yourself. I would have just fucking jumped in the car and drove down to the school, but whatever. Giselle. Mm. First of all, Giselle says the F word on her podcast. Why? I did hear the clip of it. I think she was like quoting it. She was, but do you actually say it when you're quoting someone? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can say that word. I don't know if I can say that word. Therefore, I don't know if Giselle can say that word. That's what I'm saying. I know. I know what you're saying. But that was last week. This week, uh-huh. she's making anti-Semitic comments. Oh, no. And she wasn't repeating someone. Oh, no. Yeah. Maybe some of these housewives shouldn't have podcasts for their platforms and their opinions. She was saying something about who's paying these prices to attend a Drake concert. So obviously they're expensive. And she turns around and see now I'm going to have to repeat it. So does this mean I'm making an anti-Semitic comment? She basically says who's paying for it then uses a Jewish surname and says she's like, Ugh. they're paying for their little child and their friend to go. Oh, I don't like that. No. Don't like that. So I don't know how she can talk herself around that one. It was a random comment. She wasn't repeating. She wasn't making an analogy. She made a random comment out of left field when she wanted to complain about how Drake's concert tickets are really expensive. And they left it in. Which shows the, like, the bad judgment. Whenever we say something crazy, we cut it out. (laughs) The listeners don't know, but we know. We all say shit because we're thinking out loud and then you're like, oh, I didn't mean it like that, but it definitely came out like that. I'm cutting that out. Exactly. Not because you don't want to get cancelled, but because you want to censor yourself and going, I said something stupid. Yeah, sometimes you say things you don't mean and you want to take it back and she could have (laughs) and they published it. This is why we record on one day and we often release it the next day because I'm spending four hours editing my dumb ass. And (laughs) yes, people, how surprised are we that, yes, I edit shit out. Can you believe the shit I leave in? Like, (laughs) fuck, we've got to leave something in. I'm just, I'm very disappointed in Giselle and I'm shocked. I'm shocked. And then why am I shocked? Because how many times are we shocked by, say, Ramona Singer's comments, and yet we all know that she's a crazy Republican. It's almost like, why are we shocked that people who we want to see being disasters on our shows are disasters in real life? Mm. I don't know who we're going to blame. Are we blaming Giselle or are we blaming us? Let's just blame Giselle today. That was fucked up. Yeah, let's blame Giselle. That's an easy one. I did see something where it was like, the headline was like, two Real Housewives of Potomac cast members dropped... What? And it was just like Sharice and Deborah. Oh. oh. <laughs> it's like, oh, no one gives Charisse a fuck. Sharice <laughs> is dropped again? Yeah, I mean, I didn't read the article, but sure. Who's Deborah? Sesame Street. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, she's not being dropped. <laughs> she's not even a fucking cast member. That doesn't count. <laughs> oh, God, I snorted. Yeah, I know. Sharice is dropped again. Yeah, well, she did say some pretty defamatory things about Karen. What do you expect? Yeah, when the star of the franchise is saying, I don't want to film with you, it's like, well. You can't be saying such defamatory things about a main cast member when you aren't a main cast member and expect to be kept. Unless, of course, those things turn out to be true with evidence. Apart from, like, the VPR stuff that we already shared... There's like, you know, Lisa Vanderpump calls Pump Rules Finale the most astounding TV she's ever seen. Well, that's great. Where is it? Like, I don't, you know. Yeah, can't wait. Like, until I see it, it's nothing. Oh, Teddy Mellencamp now wants to share. She wants to one-up Fessler and say she had a one-night stand with Matt Damon. Oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. So do you want me to click on it? No, it doesn't make Teddy any more interesting. It just no. makes me think about Matt Damon's sex life. Oh, I think more. she said it on her podcast because there's a little picture of it. She's trying to one-up the Fessler by saying, you know, it starts with an M and his last name starts with a D, but it's all come out. Yeah, whatever. Again, Teddy's just trying to make herself relevant. It's not that unique, I think, in, like, California for a housewife to have slept with an actor, whereas... Someone in Jersey saying they slept with the pre-Sopranos, yeah. James Gandolfini, like that's a bit more unique. And at the end of the day, Matt Damon didn't sleep with Teddy Mellencamp. He slept with John Mellencamp's daughter. Do you know what I mean? There it is. And now we've said it. Fessler definitely it. wins that one because she slept with Gandolfini twice. 
Well, it was more than once. He was absolutely inside her. Even though people did say it was, <laughs> some people online were like, "Let the man rest." Like, I don't think. <laughs> I know, right? He'd appreciate this. <laughs> His wife and son don't need to hear this, but fuck it. If yeah. if I'd slept with him, I'd tell the world too. So fuck it. it oh, it'd be my tagline. <laughs> That should be her tagline next season. It should be if she makes it. James Gandolfini was inside me more than once. (laughs) (laughs) Well, shall we leave it there? If um, listeners want to give us any tea or some sizzles, just head to at Effing Bravo on Twitter or Insta. And as always, reviews are so appreciated. People have been so lovely to us. All right. Thanks, Mariana. Talk to you next week. So, Mariana, bye. Uh, Nathan, bye. Uh, Mariana, bye. Nathan, bye. Mariana, bye. Nathan, bye. Chino, bye. Bye. (laughs) 